to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a safe space for healing conversations that educate and empower women to prioritize their dreams, revolutionize their families, and personalize their faith. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Hanks, a therapist and coach, offering online courses and programs to help women all over the world heal themselves and their relationships. Join me here every week as I coach a listener through a specific challenge and empower them with tools to find healing. And with me today is Tori. Welcome, Tori. Hi. Thanks for being on the uh, the podcast today. Tell me what brings you brings you on. What's your question? My question has to deal with balancing unmet childhood needs and and balancing relationships moving forward after having going through, I guess, traumatic experiences as a child. Okay. okay. So how, how do you see those traumatic experiences playing out in your current relationship story? Well, for me, currently, I, um, I grew up in a broken home, I guess you could say, where my parents got divorced when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And then my dad got remarried a couple years later, and he, I, I guess I shouldn't say he had a new family, but he had more kids. Okay. And, and so I felt very lost in that dynamic as a teenager. Mm-hmm. And I think my siblings did too. Um, I have a brother and a sister who were in the previous marriage. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there's just, there's still a lot of, there's a lot of resentment from my mom towards my dad and my dad towards my mom and my sister towards my dad and my brother towards my dad. And, um, sometimes my stepmother towards them for having resentment towards my dad, it's just this very, and it's been 20 years. Wow. All this has happened. I mean, since Mm -hmm. the divorce happened Mm -hmm. and now I'm at a point where I'm married, I have children. We live in a different state than where I grew up, but we go to visit. And when we go to visit, it's, it's a lot. It can be a lot. They live in two different cities, but we have to kind of split up our time. And then sometimes I hear comments about how much time did you spend with your dad? How much time did you spend? And so it's just, it can be a lot. And so because of that, it's hard to visit. Mm. And sometimes it's hard to have a relationship with those who are still very resentful. My sister, she wants nothing to do with my father and I still have a relationship with my father and and she's told me point blank that I can't bring up my father to her which mm-hmm. is fine I respect that but at the same mm-hmm. time it makes it difficult I feel like I have to hide part of my life like I can't even bring up that we just had a fun time at the zoo with my dad or my kids what if my kids bring up my dad like what's that gonna is that gonna set her off Mm. Anyway, it's just a lot. And so even though I feel like I'm coming to terms with a lot of that past stuff and I've moved on to a certain point, there are people that haven't and I have to Mm -hmm. balance that. Okay. Long explanation of my question. (laughs) It's very thorough and I love it, Tori. Okay. So what... So currently, what are the problems? Like, how is this showing up in your current relationships? I would say probably most, mostly with my sister. She, she's very hurt by 
my dad divorcing my mom 20 years ago mm-hmm. for one reason or another. And it very much involves her emotions, yeah. I guess. And I feel like I get in trouble for having a relationship with my father. Okay. We don't you have, get in trouble don't. with your sister. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like I'll have a, I, I feel like I can't have a better relationship with my sister because she hasn't moved on from that point. So okay. there's parts of my life I feel like I have to hide or I can't talk about, or mm-hmm. I have to be very careful and walk on eggshells when I'm around her. Yeah. Okay. So you'd like a closer relationship with your sister, but she hasn't dealt with the emotions or she hasn't moved through the emotions relating to the divorce. And mm-hmm. she's asked you to not talk about your dad and your dad's a part of your life. So it feels like you are holding back a part of your life by not talking to her about it. Yeah. And okay. Was there more? Well, no, I just, and I think part of me is angry at her. I'm okay. I think it's silly, I guess. Maybe that's a nicer mm-hmm. word of putting it. And I feel like it puts a huge burden on me. And on my family dynamic, I guess. Because, yeah. So what is that burden? Help me understand. Um, I would like to go visit and have everyone be together. That's what I would like. Ideal situation. It's not going to happen. I know that'd be hard for my mom to be in the same room, but it would be kind of nice if my sister and my brother could be in the same room as like my dad and my stepmom and their children. Okay. So you're holding on to this idea that someday everybody will be able to be together in the same yeah. room and and you feel like that's not that much to ask. Yeah, I feel like all growing up I had to have two Christmases, two Thanksgivings, mm-hmm. two birthday parties and now we're adults. Why do I still have to have two of those? Mhm. Do you know why? Because of them. Mhm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because they're not where you are. And they don't want to be a part of stuff with your dad. And they want to be a part of things with your mom. And so you split your time, right? So I don't know that they're going to change. Yeah. So this might be about you grieving the loss of that hope that everybody will be together and be a happy, blended family. Yeah. How does that feel? I think it, it kind of makes me emotional a little bit because yeah. um, I, I mean, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. And I'd like, and I, I guess part of me too, is that I can handle it because I'm part of it, but mm-hmm. my kids are getting to the age where it's like, I mean, they don't see my family very often because they live in a different state, but also they're kind of starting to question why when they do go, why is everyone not together? Why? Mm-hmm. So I guess part of me is a little scared that my kids might ask questions or they might okay. ask questions to those individuals mm-hmm. and ask them questions. Yeah. So what are you scared of? I don't know. I guess them getting upset, them saying something to my kids, maybe them saying something mean and rude to my, not to my kids, but about other family members to my mm-hmm. kids. Because I, you know, I want my kids to be able to have relationships with everyone like I do. And I don't want them to feel like they have to choose. And growing up, I definitely felt like I had to choose one or the other, one side or the other. I don't want my kids to have to feel that way. And so I feel like 
I want to protect my kids from that, even though it's their extended family. I just don't, I'm just over it. Mm -hmm. You don't want them to feel the pain that you felt growing up with this big divide in your family. Yeah. Yeah. But the facts are, Tori, there's a big divide in your family. Yeah. And that's out of your control. But what's in your control are the boundaries that you set for you and your family. Yeah. Right? You can say to your mom or your sister, please do not say anything negative about dad to my kids. I don't want them to feel in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. And if your kids ask, why, why do you have two Christmases? Why do you have two Thanksgivings? What do you tell them? I, the truth, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which is what? They, my parents got divorced a long time ago, and it's still very hard for some people. Yeah. And that's just reality for you and your family. Yeah. And I think the pain that you're feeling is from holding on to the belief that it should be different. Yeah. Like it should, we should be able to get together. We should be able to, people should move through this when the facts are, they're not moving through it very fast. Yeah. Yeah. Grieving that hope, that expectation of having everyone together is going to be your work. And what does that, what does that look like? Grieving that? Well, Part of it you're doing right now is that sadness that came up a few minutes ago. That's probably part of the grieving. Like, oh, this isn't going to happen. Yeah. And letting yourself feel sad is the very first part. And acknowledging, I am really sad about this, but my family can't be together. And then just kind of sit with that and feel it. There's a lot of sadness in there. Yeah. Yeah. There are other things you can do. You can journal about how you feel. You can, you know, write. Sometimes writing down helps get emotions that are inside of us outside and kind of on the paper instead of just festering inside. Uh, You could write, get a piece of paper and on one side write how you wish things were and on the other side how things are and cross out how you wish things could be and circle how things are like, this is my reality and I have to start facing it Yeah, and, and set boundaries and work within that reality. Okay. Yeah. We almost went to go visit around Thanksgiving, but Mm -hmm. because of COVID we didn't. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy. So I guess all this is kind of fresh on my mind because this was what I was thinking about before we went out for Thanksgiving. I was thinking, Mm -hmm. How am I going to, I mean, it's been three years, I think, since we've visited. Wow. That's kind of a long time. It is a long time. And I think it's mm-hmm. partly because I avoid it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I probably, mm-hmm. it probably would happen more often if there was a lot of times we'd go and visit and I mean, they live an hour away from each other. So mm-hmm. the two sides of the family, I guess. And it was, it just felt like we were expected to go back and forth and give equal time and that was really difficult too. Yeah. Because it, yes. it just wasn't fun. So part of this is you 
taking charge of your life, your decisions, your family, and your schedule, and yeah. setting boundaries. This is what we will do. This is what we won't do. And some of what we won't do is I will not engage in conversations that are negative about dad. If you start talking negatively about dad, I will leave. Yeah. And you getting out of the middle of all of that is going to feel so much better for you. Yeah. Right. It's just setting those boundaries. I will not have these conversations with you anymore. I'm done. I have relationships with all of you. That's fine if you don't, but that's my, my choice to have relationships. And here's what I'm going to do. We're going to spend this day with you. We're going to spend this day with you. And we're going to spend the third day going to amusement park or whatever. You decide. This is your, this is what you can control is what you do, what is okay and what's not okay. Yeah. Well, it's nice to get that validation too, that that's okay. Because we had this intention of doing that but it still felt scary mm-hmm. <laughs> inside, you know, to mm-hmm. have to do that or have to have possibly tough conversations when we got there. Um, yeah, I remember telling my mom because we had decided we were going to stay in a certain place and it was, and this was before we had canceled, right? So we told her we were going to stay in a certain place and we were going to stay there the whole time. And it just happened to be not in her town. It happened mm-hmm. to be where my dad lives. She was a little upset about it. And I remember that Mm -hmm. being kind of hard, but I just don't want to. Yeah. So what if, what if you let her be upset about it and didn't take it on? What if you're like, yeah, I can tell you're really disappointed mom. And this is where we're staying. And you let it be. Yeah. Cause it feels like you're absorbing their emotions. Yeah. And taking it in, into your heart. And you, you don't have to, you can just let her be mad or sad or disappointed. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Is that a pattern for you? Um, It is. Yeah, it is a pattern. Yeah. I, I would say probably all growing up, it was always, I, cause like I said, I'm the only one from the previous marriage that has a relationship with both parents. Mm-hmm. So I've always kind of been between the two trying to make everybody happy. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it, it has been. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure. And so far you haven't been able to do it. Yeah. Well, I don't live there. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. but you haven't been able to gather everybody and make everybody feel okay. And what if you resigned from that job in your family? Yeah. What would that look like? What would that feel like? I think it might feel a little nerve wracking at first, right? Trying to get used Mm -hmm. to that feeling, but it probably would feel better in the end. Yeah. You probably wouldn't dread going because you're in charge of you. They're in charge of them. You do your thing. They get upset. You're like, okay, you're upset. (laughs) You kind of do your thing. And it sounds easier said than done. And it takes practice. But I think right. it's I think it's time to resign from being the mediator and the peacekeeper and the go-between and all of those mm-hmm. things that you've been for a long time. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking about it right now. And when we had made our original plans, 
for Thanksgiving, I remember a lot of my plans were like, well, we have to do this. We have to do this because my mom would probably want us to do this, right? Or we probably would have to do this because my dad would want us to do this. And just thinking about what you just said, I know there's a lot of things that I would like to do that probably had nothing, like had no involvement with them at all. Like go and visit some of the places I went to growing up and just go with my family, my husband and my kids and not invite, not feel like I have to invite them along just because we're there. Yeah, that's excellent. So you're thinking about how can I take charge of the next time I go and visit and do what I want to do and not worry so much about who expects what of me and how they're feeling and right. You want to be mindful of it, but you don't want that to control what you do. Right. I I mean, I didn't realize, but now that I'm thinking about it, I think a lot of the things that I was planning on doing were things that would please my family mm-hmm. and the things that they would want to do or show us or, which is great, mm-hmm. but it's great. There are def- yeah. But there are definitely but things that <laughs> it's not that the I only thing to, to consider. Yeah. Right. You, you matter in this family. Yeah. What you want matters. What you want to do matters. And it's really the only thing you can control is you. What's okay, what's not okay, what you're going to do, what you're not going to do. That's all in your control. All this other stuff that you've been trying to control, trying to make peace, trying to bring people together, you don't have control. You haven't been able to solve it in 20 years. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Like it's still there, you know, because you're not in charge of it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So next time you go, it's time to do things differently. Yeah. I agree. Do what you and your family want to do. Yeah. Stay where you want to stay and let people have responsibility for their own emotions. Yeah. Can you do that? (laughs) Yeah. I can do that. Yeah. I I can do that. It'll be hard, but I can do that. (laughs) Hopefully, I don't. It's just one trip and then, you know, we'll take a break and then we'll do it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or so you can gear up so. for it. You can gear up for <laughs> it and then you, then you're done. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like this is what's, this is what I'm going to do. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So with being and honoring what you want, what your family wants, your little family wants to do. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about the importance of grieving your hopes for bringing your family together. Yeah. And I think that's another big piece that I want you to, to work on. Yeah. I mean, I know it's not silly. Like our emotions aren't silly, but like I'm in my thirties, like, isn't it about time that I'm like over this, you know? Are you over it? No, no. And Tori, you are where you are. Yeah. And it's okay. It's okay. We're all in a process. We're all in a process. And you're grieving now something. You're not necessarily grieving the divorce. You're grieving your yeah. hope, your hope of bringing your family all together. Yeah. And that's a new, that's a new layer to this whole story. Yeah. I guess I never really thought about the fact that I was holding on to the fact that, like, we'd all be in the same room again. Yeah. And that may happen. 
but it's going to happen because other people choose to work through their stuff, not because you're trying to orchestrate it and manage it. Yeah. So grieving and boundaries. That's kind of your, your themes for today, for your take home. <laughs> yeah, definitely things I need to work on. And I think just being more comfortable with setting boundaries. Yeah. I don't and know. I feel like it, it's a yeah, I feel like I'm a it's mean practice. person. I feel mm. like I'm being mean if I okay. set boundaries. Okay. Just like, in give general. me an example. Give me an example where you felt mean. I guess just the examples we were talking about, like going and visiting my family and then being like, I'm saying we're staying here the whole time. I'm sorry mm-hmm. you're sad, Mom. Mm-hmm. That, that feels mean. Of, it feels a little mean. Hmm. I want you to consider that boundaries are kind. They set up expectations that are clear, even if they're not what the other person hoped. So you can validate your mom. You can say, hey, we're staying in this town. I can tell you're disappointed, mom. And this is what we're doing. And you can empathize with her without taking it on. Right. And that's actually kind. Yeah. As you practice this, you're going to get more comfortable and it won't feel as mean. You've been loving your family by trying to take on their emotions and fix things. And that's actually hurting you. So let's try loving them in another way with boundaries. Okay? Okay. Does that sound good? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Good. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You are welcome. Thank you for listening to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a podcast helping real women seek solutions to life's biggest challenges. If you'd like to learn more, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Julie Hanks and at drjuliehanks.com, where you'll find information about virtual groups, coaching, and online courses. Thanks for listening. Have you ever thought, hey, I want to talk to Dr. Julie Hanks about this question? Well, now's your chance. I want to have you on my podcast. So email hello at drjuliehanks.com with your question and the reason why you want to be on the podcast. And we may just choose you for a free coaching session.